episode number 411. As long as I can wake up, help some people, and take home a little bit of money so I can pay my bills, right. then I am super stoked to get up every day. When that stops, I'll be gone. Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Hop, where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello and welcome to the B-Roll Show with Travis, too tall and huff. Folks, you know your boy is always fired up, ready to bring you a little fuego in your days, nights, weekends, or whenever you are listening to the show today. But after the show, when disaster strikes, when something goes bad and you need to, you know, claim, you need to make a claim, you need to get that money back on your insurance or in life and business, maybe just preparing for that situation as maybe that that hasn't happened to you yet, but you, you, you know, you need to make sure you got your, uh, your ducks in line. We're bringing you an expert in the game of this, representing his clients all over the globe. Mr. Galen Hare. Galen, are you ready to be real? Yeah, let's do it, Travis. Absolutely, my guy. First going, before we go into the business and we get into uh, the nitty gritty, were you always interested in becoming an attorney, uh, a lawyer, if you want to call it, at, at, uh, at an early age? Or what was the path? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I was not interested in being a lawyer, <laughs> but, you know, I came down to New Orleans for Katrina and mm. obviously that was intense, right? So I think it kind of changed what I wanted to do when I grew up, you know, right. who I wanted to be. Did you, so when you moved down there, then Katrina happened recently after you moved down there? No, it happened. Like I came because of Katrina. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. One of the only people that was headed in while others were headed out. Right. What, what, what made you want to go in? Yeah. I mean, look, man, there were just a lot of people that needed help. I knew, uh, how old was I at the time? Probably 21. Gotcha. So, you know, how often do you get to go make a difference? So right. it's kind of, kind of a cool thing. Dude. I remember, I remember how, um, watching it on TV, seeing people in boats and it's like, you just could not even fathom this, um, happening. Um, and then obviously not even long after that, I think the new Orleans Saints won the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, it was like a couple of years after. It was crazy. It was a couple of years after, right after they recovered and got back. Then the Saints came, came marching home, baby. Um, nope. But uh, so that gave you the passion and to drive, you know, obviously physically go down there, help. And then getting into the legal stuff, did you, was that through college then? You, you went to college and decided to go? Uh... Yeah, exactly. So I went to law school at Tulane, which is right down the street um, from where I was living and working and helping out, basically. So Got my law degree, was, you know, hooked up with a ton of other lawyers and law students and like legal type people that were doing things and just kind of was the next step for me. If I wanted to be able to hang out with them and do the things they were doing, I needed to go get a license. And then after that, once you started practicing, once you started, uh, you know, representing your clients, uh, what was the first area of law did you go into? Yeah. So when it went straight into insurance, well, I did a little bit of domestic violence work as like a fellowship because gotcha. you can go try like a hundred cases, you know, but is that like, like an internship. Is that kind of like what that would be in some way or a little more intense? Internship? Yeah, it was, it was pretty intense. It was kind of an informal thing that was set up in 2009 when the economy kind of crashed. Gotcha. A lot of big law firms were like, Hey, we'll give you some money, but not gotcha. much right. if you go do volunteer work. So I went and did that. And then right after that, straight back to insurance work on the defense side, and then kind of worked my way back to the right side of it, you know? So now you are representing the other side, uh, which is obviously uh, on the, if you want to plaintiff side, say 
something happens to your house, a fire, a disaster, you have insurance, you're protected. But a lot of times we heard the game, we know the game. They're trying to lower the lower the, the payout um, on that claim, I'm sure, is, is kind of the name of the game, right? It's like this, they're trying to lower it. We have $100,000 in damage. They're trying to give you 50. Okay, let's go to 70. Let's go to 80. You know, this negotiation, it seems like. I don't know a lot about the business. I could just imagine big picture. That's kind of what happens. Someone's going to cut a check. Warren Buffett and the insurance company is cutting a check to somebody. And on the other end, obviously, you want to get paid out for the damages that you've been, you know, rightly due. And then obviously in the middle, there's got to be some, uh, you know, funky business. So we know... <laughs> Right. Like there's people say, hey, something happened to my house and your house is totally fine. Or, you know, I don't know. But there's things in the middle got to be, too, where the insurance companies got to protect themselves, too. So I understand their point of view. But let's just be real. If you are someone that has had an issue happen to you, you want to be able to get the full value of your insurance. You know, um, that's why you have insurance. You know, I recently saw some videos about insurance talking about like. If you're financially stable, maybe you don't even need insurance. Maybe just save that money and put it more back into investments and stuff like that because the, the likelihood you're going to use it and also the fact that some of these insurance companies, unfortunately, don't even take your insurance. Like, yeah. I, they'll make you say private pay. I mean, I know if you want to go to a specialist, you want to go to this person, they don't accept certain types of insurances. And I know that because if they don't get paid on some of this stuff. So it's an interesting, very probably layered game. Um, but tell me into your, uh, if you want to call it, uh, obviously tons of expertise in this, what drives you in this way every day? I mean, obviously the customer, but what wakes you up in the morning? Um, because you guys built a really cool brand around this. Yeah. So that's how we built the brand. It was really easy. Right. So you think about like when you wake up every morning, what do you want to do with your life? It doesn't matter who you are. You, you got to want to do something, right? Even if it's as silly as I want to sit and play Xbox, right? It's something you want to do. You look forward to it. And then there's a lot of things you do every day that you do because you have to do them and because you have zero desire to actually do them, right? Like I have worked some really, really crappy jobs that I did not wake up every morning to do the job. I had to wake up to do the job, right? right. So Pay the bills, baby. Get the things paid. And so builds, we try to get those things build discipline too, right? Like that's that's the one thing that I think it, it, some of the kids now they want to go right to the first step. Some of those first, you know, you got to build a little discipline in there. No, I mean for sure. Like I think the worst jobs we had made us the best people we could be, right? I mean, Humble. but but I do want my people happy. So what I thought about is like what would get me up every morning. So the thing that gets me up every morning is being able to help. Um, however, I do need to make some money at right. the same time. I can't like. It's not a nonprofit, boss. not a nonprofit here. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not a nonprofit. So, so the culture we kind of pitched was, and and it's worked with our folks is, look, you can come work for us, and you'll get to help people every single freaking day. Mm. But we will not pay you like you're helping people. We will pay you like you're in private business, right? Gotcha. So, so our people make more money than their counterparts on the defense side. We. Wow. We pay everyone. I mean, it's almost a hundred percent profit distribution here, and That's you know awesome. we charge lower fees to our clients because we want them to take home more money, right? right? So we're completely You're doing it the right way of, of in this business. Yeah, like I laugh when I see all those. You go on like when I'm like late at night scrolling on Facebook, right? It's like this employee told his boss where to shove it, right? Like that stuff might happen to us one day. I guess it could, but most of our people love what they do. Yeah. 
and our clients love that we love what we do. So that's what gets us up every day. As long as I can wake up, help some people and take home a little bit of money so I can pay my bills, right? then I am super stoked to get up every day. When that stops, I'll be gone. Got you. And I think you have a big place in the market too, because a lot of people don't know how to fill out the right forms, represent themselves, et cetera. And the, the commission or fee that they're going to pay you for your time, work, effort is going to be beneficial because you might get a bigger payout, a more timely payout, or just get paid in general. Um, uh, I don't know all the details, like I said, about this business. It's an interesting, very interesting business that exists, obviously, in everything. Your car insurance, your health insurance, your dental insurance, your you know, eye insurance, your home insurance. Uh, in the collectibles market, you got collectible insurance, you know, for your, for your sports card collection. If you, you know, make sure you have a collectible insurance. Um, what is the most common kind of insurance protections that you guys or claims that you guys usually love to work with and, uh, you know, just want to gravitate more people like that have those maybe issues to you? Yeah. So basically homes and businesses, that's like our bread and butter. We do a bunch of other insurances too. Right. But if you have a house that was hit by a storm or a fire or a flood or a pipe burst or whatever, right. We're there. If you have a commercial building because you own a business and you had those problems, we're there. Gotcha. I would say 90, like 5% of our clients fall into one of those two categories. That's a good part. Because, I mean, obviously it's always happening too, right? Like these things are always happening. Can't control the weather buildings, you know, you build them, they're going to have issues over time. And uh, talk to me about like, what, what, what's like usually the major pain points? Why do they usually come to you guys versus try to do this themselves or? Yeah. So people just don't get paid, right? They right. just don't get paid fairly. So insurance claims are like a zero sum game. If they pay you a dollar, they don't have that dollar. Wow. If they don't pay you a dollar, then they get to keep that dollar. Right. right. So someone loses no matter what. Right. They lose by paying you everything or you lose by them not paying. By you. not paying. Gotcha. Who do you think wins most of the time if you don't have help? The house wins. Yeah, always, right? The house, baby. Yeah. So so that's all it's about. It's it's about we know what to do to make sure the house can't take advantage of you. Right. We're kind of like the card counters, right? Right. Um, except it's totally legal because right. what we do is use the legal system to make sure you get paid. Yeah. And it, like I said, the biggest thing people always get fearful of is that you know, there's a lot of issues and, you know, we've all seen kind of like the sleazy ads or whatever. And, you know, these, there's been people being taken advantage of on the payout. And like you said, to do it right. I always talked about, you know, businesses that do it right are the ones that basically innovate the whole industry. They're the ones that change the whole industry. I think the real estate market and the fact that the commission is 6% on the value of the house is kind of a little bit of a bogus thing in a way. How much work does it really take to say get 200 to a 600,000? You're making three times more to do the six. It's the same amount of work. And the disruptors in that business, as you've seen over time, you know, they're going to be, you know, continually getting more value, get more, more leverage, more market share, because let's just be real. It's a business that can be disrupted. You don't need to make three times the money just because the house is three times more if there's not necessarily three times more work involved, you know? And, and I think people have sniffed that out. Um, I think they even figured it out a long time ago, even with like the legal zoom process, which I don't know that it's a great tool, but in some way it's a tool that has helped people similar to yours in a way in that it's an online tool and that people could find it in discovery. And then it does have like that kind of backend service of actual people that know it. Now I'm not saying it's the greatest business or model for everybody, but let's just be real. It's a disruptive business. Um, who knows if it's going to work out long-term, but m most importantly, what I've seen is that those type of businesses like yourself, which are, you know, you're kind of pivoting around 
hey, let me just make an honest work. We're going to give a lot back to the team. We're going to give a lot back to the customer, the person that's given us this opportunity to make this revenue. And then if you do that, the ball you know, just keeps going because they tell a friend, this person tells this, right? Um, what do you guys do actively to try to uh, continue to build your reputation? What do you guys, like, that's something to constantly like work at, right? Yeah. So I talk a lot. I speak at a lot of events. Um, whenever there's a disaster, I'm usually there helping out, right? Doing things like that. Physical. And then I don't know. I'm sure we have marketing people that do things that I don't know about, right? They're on like, uh, it, it's kind of nice. Like, and they're doing all the stuff for you. Yeah. They run ads. I think we're running TV in a couple of markets where there's a lot of work right now, right? But it's kind of nice to get to the point where, like I strongly recommend it for anyone that's building a business is like, here's the moment you're looking for. You're looking for the moment where whatever you love about the business, you can just do that. And right. you have other people that do everything you don't like doing. So I don't that's, that's do stuff dream, I don't baby. like doing. Right. I mean, that is literally the dream. In the beginning, let's just be real. We do a lot of things we don't like. Oh, yeah. We talk, oh, about, yeah. We talk about the jobs we do. And you know, as you're building this business, you know, to get to the level you're at, but that is truly a business too, because you've replaced yourself in many ways and you get to work on the things that you love, you're passionate about that are going to drive probably the business even further. And most importantly, not get caught up in the stuff that just bogs you down, like emails, phone calls, disruptions, and things like that too. Have that team, have the squad be able to, you know, filter those things out. And then, like you said, have people working on things that you don't even know what the hell they're doing. You know, you just know they're doing it better than you. And they're doing it, baby, you know, and that that's the most important thing because we can't do everything ourselves. Like it's impossible. Let's just be real. Um, so you built an incredible business. What is the next step? What's the next leap for the biz? What, what, uh, what else can we do for you? What else? Uh... Yeah, I think it's about to happen. Right. So, um, so we're hosting our first ever like big in-person event nice. um, this summer. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, so that's, we're like basically sold out already, which is in, super uh, cool. in New Orleans, in New Orleans. Yeah, it's going to be down in New Orleans. It's called the nice. Level of Claim Summit. So we're going to start doing that yearly. So you'll be able to look out for that every year. Um, that's a big one for me. It's been a passion project. Like since I started doing this, I wanted to bring all these experts in from all over the country or even the world. I wanted to put them under one roof. In your business, to... in your in your industry, in your in and, your. Uh... Yep. Gotcha. And well, also other industries. Right. So like bringing in people to talk about what a client experience should look like or how mm. you how you should lead your teams, right? And then have all these other businesses in my industry come attend. Gotcha. You know, I don't really care about the money. They'll they'll pay a ticket price that'll cover our cost, right? Hopefully that's the goal, but, right? They cover but the cost. A, yeah. First year it is not it does not cover the cost. But but yeah, you know yeah, the yeah. next right. When well, you're year, building yeah. something, you the, the fact you have traction there, the fact that you have people like they want to be there is the most important thing, right? In the first couple of years on any business you're willing to lose. Yeah, that's all you're doing is just getting people in the door. So that's my passion project. Super pumped about that's that. Awesome. What is that called again? Just so I can put it in the show notes too? Yeah, the Level Up Claim Summit. Level Up Claims. I like that, dude. Build, build a, a conference around your industry, folks. Like I always tell people about my podcast, although my podcast has evolved over the years. We're coming up on like 430 episodes now. Um, when I first started, it was all social media, Galen, all social media. Cause I run a social media agency talking about tips and tricks and having social media influencers on. And then as the time evolved, it kind of figured out that it was more of like entrepreneur stories, kind of getting real with you. We'll see. We're going to get getting the nitty gritty here in a second. And then just kind of talking about the things that you're seeing and then educating people based on a lot of different industries so that it draws in more folks as well as it, it's more diverse than just talking to social media. And, you know, some of that stuff is just, it's been played out, right? So, 
and I still have social media people on and things like that. And I have people on for my sports car business. It's kind of just completely evolved. Um, but I always like it because like yourself, I've never had anyone in this specific industry. I've had tons of different types of lawyers and attorneys and uh, people that represent different types of clients and agencies, and but never in your specific uh, business. So it's so cool to um, obviously see a business that's thriving, succeeding, uh, you know, at a big level and, uh, and, and obviously serving their customers, man. Number one, like you said, we're, we wake up every day and you're willing to serve, you're helping, just like you had that same attitude when you went out to Katrina, my dude. Yeah. I mean, look, I think we can all learn from each other and that you don't have to be in someone's industry to learn from them. And that's, that's the thing people forget, right? Like, it sounds like you figured that out really fast, but you start doing a, doing a social media podcast basically. Cause that's what you do. And then you suddenly realize you're hearing different versions of the same story over and over and over. Right. right. But then you pull someone from a different industry and you're like, I never thought of that thing. So that much more he or she did. And your business just takes off by listening to others. It's crazy. And I feel like it's, it's, it's helped me. And it all started from being just accepting guests from different verticals. Oh, cool. This person's from this vertical. And then it just evolved the show because then it wasn't just social media. We'd talk about marketing, business, everything, your life, your story, your passions. Uh, and that's cool because that's the most important thing is we keep pushing record. We keep pushing publish and we keep going, baby. That's a, another very important thing in content creation. Most people give up very soon. Usually less than 10 pieces of content do they give up like 10 blogs, 10 videos, 10 podcasts, what they hit, Hey, I'm done, you know? So, uh, to, to keep continue the road is another huge part of the journey. Now, my man, we're about to take you into our top 10. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. He says Apple or Android. Um, Apple, 100% Apple, baby, Netflix or YouTube, YouTube. YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook? Facebook. Facebook, chicken or steak? Steak. Let's go. Laptop or smartphone? Smartphone. Smartphone, Spotify or Pandora? Pandora, old school. Pandora, the OG, baby. Uh, movies or video games? Movies. Movies. Reading books or listening to books? Listening to books. Listening to books. Uh, thinking about diversifying portfolios, stocks, or real estate? Real estate. Real estate. Might be a good time to buy real estate here coming soon. Oceans or lakes? Oceans. Oceans. And when you're waking up for the day, my dude, you're getting ready, pumped, energized, ready to serve your customers, your team, your folks. Why do you love being you? Mr. Galen Hare. <laughs> Look, I love being me, as I said, just because I get to wake up every single day. And I get to work on things I want to do and I get to get better at them and I get to work my, my butt off to make other people's lives better. And that's what drives me, you know, something else drives someone else and that's great, but I figured it out and you know, I'm all, I'm about to be 38. So let's go, baby. I figured it out, you know, relatively young. I know people that are 70 still figuring it out. Um, But the earlier you can do it, the better, man. People always forget the Warren Buffett accumulated most of his wealth after 50. Most yeah. of his wealth was after 50, baby. Um, do you think he'll ever retire? Nah, I don't see it. I see myself maybe doing something else, maybe changing yeah. what I want to do. But right. um, I, I, I don't look. I think there are lots of people that retire, and I think that's great. But I think I have to stay busy. The Level Up Summit. 100, baby. Let's go. <laughs> 100 years from now, we're still doing the Level Up. Uh, how do you start a day? Do you have a routine on starting your day? 
Yeah. So wake up every morning, um, do a tiny bit of, so I do savers, you know, from Hal Elrod. Oh, talk about so, that. I love it. Yeah. That. So Hal's awesome. Right. So, um, cool story. Anyone that hasn't read his stuff should definitely read it, but he does something called the miracle morning. Mm. So he does savers. So you first sit in silence for a minute then you do like affirmations. I do something a little bit different than visualization, mm. then exercise, then reading. And then he calls it scribing, but it's just journaling. Mm. So that's kind of my morning routine. It only takes about 20 to 40 minutes, not counting the exercising, you know, right. however long right. you want to work out is however long you want to work out, but it's not that bad. And it totally changes your day. Right. Best thing you could do is serve yourself first. Yeah, hardest thing about being a parent is be is you can't serve yourself first usually unless you wake up hella early. My son <laughs> wakes up at six, and then my daughter was giving me a break, and she was waking up at like seven thirty eight. Now she's now waking up. She figured out she can open the door. So once they figure that out, oh yeah 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 yeah. So it's now we're doing it. Yeah, we're we're rocking early, baby. But yeah yeah. I mean, I try to I try to as much as I can with like a meditation. Um, you know. That's the best I can do. Usually in my mornings, in my ideal morning, I get something very similar to that where you got some quiet time. You got some definitely some hard exercise in there because that starts your day off just incredible. And then, like you said, some of those visualizations and writing notes and physical things like that, that just it's so important for our minds. I believe now some people think they can hold it all in their brains, but I still so believe of just writing things down, taking notes. It just, it circles everything, in my opinion. In my opinion. And plus, you can always look back. Like, my dude, I can always look back on our show. When I put this in my, my binder and uh, we're on episode 1,000, I can come back to 423 or 430 and say, hey, my guy, let's go. Um, do you think uh, when, you, when you're starting your day, you're getting pumped, but do you also have anything you're trying to master right now? Is there something you're trying to get better at? Is there something you're trying to perfect? Yeah, every day. I mean... So right now I'm trying to really kind of work out like my workout routines and stuff and figure out what's most effective for me, like in terms of building muscle, building strength, you know, doing that because everyone's different. So right now that's, I actually am spending a lot of, so when I'm reading, I'm actually reading right now, not about insurance, like in the morning, I'm reading about studies on like muscle growth and things like that. Nice. Um, and you know how that affects diet and things like that. So that's what I'm working on. And I think no matter what you do for a living, you have to pick something that's not that and kind of keep something going at all times that oh. that keeps you fresh keep you keep you in different mindsets keep the get the right brain the left brain working both of them working baby um yeah i think working out is such a hard thing to to fix you know not fix but just work at everyone's at different levels of this shit and game but most importantly the 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 the, the most ripped person i always knew said whatever you put in your mouth is going to be the most important thing you think about more than you're working out and i was like you're so right. And I, cause I feel sometimes when you work out real hard, you then want to treat yourself better because you're like, Oh, I worked out hard. But he always said like, that's the hardest part about the whole thing. He's just like the most ripped person you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> uh, you know, the compete, the guy, the people that compete in all these things and body, I'll never be there. Well, uh, you know, myself, I'll never be there, but I always just am happy where I'm at and know that like whatever you're doing, even if that's 10 pushups, even if that's five minutes of working out a hundred minutes of workout, you work out all day today. Um, whatever that is for you, it's like it's better than nothing, in my opinion. You know, oh like, for sure. So like that's the most important. I would think I remind myself, hey, but bust out ten push-ups, brother. You know, I just try to find those little mini times and work out as much as I can too, because I don't get to go to the gym like I used to being a dad. Um, once I get the kids to school. 
they're young still. They're three and one. What's a couple years? You know, we're, we're different. You know, I got a little more time in my day. I'm a pop entrepreneur by choice. Um, but, you know, I got a little more time in my day to like, you know, see that. But right now I get to lean into the moments that I never will get to have a get, you know. Um, sure. 20 years from now, you know, I'll be like, God, I wish I, was, I could go back and just hang out with my kids. Um, is there an app or a tool that you enjoy using in the business? Um, oh man, what do I use in the business? So the problem is they're always changing, right? So right, right now I'm using, what is it called? I guess it's called Otter AI, the voice transcription one. It's like, Got there's you. always a new one every like three months. Right. Um, so you use that to, always, for your customers or use that for, yeah, everything. Like I use it for emails. I use it when I'm taking notes. I use it. Like I'll wrap up a call with a client and then, you know, I'll use that to put the note into the file later, send it off. Like, I, I use voice for everything because I'm like you, I write notes, yeah. right? But my mind is moving a million miles a minute. So if I write, hey, you need to do this later, I'm never going to do this, right? right? So I take notes of what's happening. And then what I'll do is like read them off. Like anytime I can integrate like a voice transcription, I do it. Smart, dude. Smart. Plus it's also efficient for responding and things like that. Let's just be real. The more time you can use the text reply, reply feature, with the you know Siri or whatever, it's so much faster in most cases. In most cases, than talking back, and yeah, you know, sometimes they're going to make an error, but it's getting better. That's the thing, and also a lot of the technology based on uh, some AI people that we've had on the show is the more you use it, the more it knows you, and so it can pick up the little errors in your voice and things like that. But if you don't use it very often, it's going to make more errors because it doesn't know your voice as well. Interesting. I never even thought about that, but it makes sense. It totally makes sense. Just like if you're using a, a, a YouTube algorithm, it knows you, baby. It knows what T-Hub wants, baby, on the YouTube algorithm, you know, and because it's seen you. It knows you. Um, couple of last questions before we roll here, my dude. Who would you want to sit down with tonight? If you could sit down and chop it up to a steak dinner tonight, they're coming to you out in the New Orleans area. Oh, like alive or anyone? It doesn't matter. We've had all oh. different types of guests. Abe Lincoln, 100%. Hey, wow, dude. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. He was like like most legendary. I feel like we need another Abe Lincoln president again, baby. Let's go. We, we definitely need someone like him. I would be right interested to see if The Rock would run for president, dude. I know that's crazy. And I know that he probably doesn't want to do it because like it's like family and stuff, but it would be badass to have a guy like the rock as a president. Just think about that. Like, but whatever you say, like, yeah, look, your... he's nice. He's funny. He's not a jerk. He's not crazy. He's a dad you know? too. He puts in the work yeah. on the gym, you know, like he does steroids. Let's go. No, <laughs> GHB. Let's go. No, the whole point is in general. I mean, a guy like that would just be so cool to have as a president. That reminds me of what like kind of Abe Lincoln was of his time and era in a way, obviously representing for, for people that weren't, weren't being, you know, their voice wasn't being heard uh, and, and did it in a time where it was controversial and it caused maybe his, 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 his demise, you know, unfortunately, but was willing to put himself out there. We need a president like that. An OG baby. Um, I feel like now it's like become such a, a career moves. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, this is all career shit. And it's like, that's the only thing as a tax paying 40 year old hungry entrepreneur with kids and loves the country and loves everything, but also sees every point of view from left to right. My sister's very far this way. My dad's this way, everything in the middle. As you get older, you become more in the middle. 
like as you get older, you become more just like we just want things to be normal and we just want, you know, people not to shoot each other and, you know, crazy, you know, stuff like just more normal stuff, you know, in general. And I think that happens with politics. But I would just love a president that would just be like the guy or even the girl. You know what I mean? Like, let's go. You know, I'm hoping that it's going to come in the next couple of years. I, I uh, who knows? Who knows, baby? It's always a controversial topic. But most importantly, in general, um, Abe Lincoln would just be would be just an incredible. I always loved the uh, Abe Lincoln at the Disneyland. Did you ever see yeah. that? Yeah, the um, it's like the, the Hall President of Presidents. Speech. Yeah, yeah, dude, I have like I remember like this, like I have like the like the like the light bulb flashbulb memories of that, like where I could go back into it and just it was cool because he was just like you, we were kids, we didn't know much, and you're seeing something that like you didn't really understand. It wasn't like the Disney characters and all that stuff. It was pretty cool that they did that um, because history's forgotten a lot of times, you know, and they can be easily forgotten. In there, they have a painting called The Decision, I think it's called. Really? And it's got a it's a painting of Abe Lincoln, like standing, looking out a window and like the Oval Office or whatever. And you can kind of see his thoughts. Right. And his thoughts are like the Union and the Confederate Army, like clashing. And I've looked for like a remake of that so many times and I can find online like people have snapped pictures of it or something, but never been able to find like anyone that did reprints of that or recreations. I've looked for it for years. Really? You gotta yeah. like commission an artist. Yeah, maybe, too. maybe, maybe just like try like a commission an art student or something, you know, to like just be like, hey, you're a local art student in New Orleans. Like, I have four hundred bucks. Like, let's try to. That I have done something like that. Yeah. I've done that in my sports car business. We did uh, different ones like this. Jaw. I know you guys like Zion down there. Pelicans, baby Zion, yeah. Zion. Zion. Um, you can do these with digital files, but nothing like obviously like a real physical, like nice piece of art. But there's there, if there's digital artists that can do this from scratch, right? Like there's got to be physical artists that can do that from scratch, baby. Let's go. Um, has there been a book that has changed your life or that you either reread or sticks to your soul? Um, yeah, I, probably a bunch of them. Um, so the one for the last like year or so has been the Chris Voss, like never split the difference. Ooh, I read that a lot. Um, And then I actually just picked up a new book just the other day, which was called shift into gear shift into gear. Yes. What's the premise? What's the premise? McNeil. So it's, it's all like some motorcycle analogy, but it's about your life and kind of shifting gears Mm. through your life and different aspects of your life. And it's pretty, it's pretty powerful. Nice. I always love books, man. Nothing like a nothing like books. I mean, I love interviews, love podcasts, but I feel like the thing about a book is someone puts their whole life, their whole career, their whole knowledge base in a book for you to just pick up and absorb in a few hours of your life, and you can change your life from a book. Um, as I've had guests that were in prison, uh, you know, and read tons of books and then found manifestations and obviously got themselves out of prison because they were knowledgeable. And the whole point is a little book can change your life today. So don't be afraid, folks, to pick that book up, even if it's not something. I always like to say, pick up a book that you didn't expect to pick up too. You know, like we all kind of gravitate to our, you know, sweet spots of social media and marketing and business for me. But I always like picking up the books, like you're saying, this is something about shifting gears. I uh, re- One about uh, recently about rocket ships and astronauts and preparing if there's one little screw wrong on a rocket ship, bye-bye. And preparing that ship for this and having backups and what to do. And just like, it's so crazy, like to think about. 
So I always like those kind of books too, because you learn, like you said, we, we were talking earlier, you learn something from all different types of folks. And so uh, I appreciate, appreciate you, my dude. Can you give our listeners where is the best place for them to learn more about the practice? We're going to put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, go to our website, insuranceclaimhq.com. And then you can hit us up on Facebook and Instagram as well. So we'll answer all your questions there. There you go, folks. Insurance Claim HQ. I will put that in the show notes as well for you guys. My dude, you have built an incredible business for yourself around serving people. I love that because you went to serve that community and area that you live today, my dude. I wish you tons and more success. The world is full of abundance, my dude. I'm going to continue to gravitate success and more and more success to you and obviously your team and, and, and the folks you represent. Thank you again for your time today, folks. You've been hanging out with Mr. Galen Hare and Travis, too tall and huff. We want to thank you again for your time today. And let's keep being real. What another epic episode. And uh, if you enjoyed the episode today, can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast, The B-Real Show, on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And also take a little time today, if you don't mind, and give your boy T-Huff a review. I would really super appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening today. Do you want to get featured on podcast, guys? You can be a guest. And that's right. You have a story and the people, uh, the good folks at I Love Podcasts. That's I-L-U-V podcasts.com. Do that every single day. This is a new company, guys, in the space of podcast agency. And they realize a lot of the people in the, the space are just, it's just a commodity. And it does, they don't care. And these folks care. And I literally love Kenny and the team at I Love Podcasts, and they are doing it right for their customers. So you guys can be a guest on a show. I love podcast.com. That's I L U V podcast.com. Let's go.